This is the Steelers Blitz with Wesley Euler and Arthur Motes on your 24-7 home of the black and gold, SNR. A uh, little football talk, little Grateful Dead on a Friday. Nothing better if you ask me. It is the Steelers Blitz here on SNR. It's our final segment on a Friday, we have got plenty to get to. I'm going to sing some songs. I'm going to get to your predictions. I'm going to give you mine and give you my favorite sports bets of the upcoming weekend. But before we get to all of that, one thing, the thing that we've probably discussed the most since July is the Steelers' offensive line in the run game. I know, right? This topic again. But they struggled, as we all expected, on Sunday up in Buffalo Four rookies starting on offense, two rookies on the offensive line, a lot of moving parts. First NFL game for Najee Harris. They had some moments. They definitely had some moments, and they deserve credit for that. I thought particularly in the second half, it would have been easy for them to not have that same tenacity. They they pushed back. Even though they weren't having a ton of success, the, the heart, the desire, the effort, the tenacity was there, and I think that's important to continue to build upon. But this feels like the week that... Again, not all of a sudden, the run game, the offensive line, it's, it's not all of a sudden going to turn into a Mona Lisa. It's going to be a work in progress. But this feels like the week where you start to get that thing moving in the right direction. The Raiders are a team that struggles to defend the run. They can get after the passer pretty well. But other than that, their front seven is not great in terms of stopping the run. Yannick Ngakwe is banged up. His status is questionable for Sunday. My WVU brethren, Nick Kwiatkowski, I think one of the most underrated off-ball linebackers in the NFL, he is questionable for Sunday. So a Raiders defense that is already shaky against the run might be losing some of its best contributors in that department. This Feels like the week for the Steelers to start get that thing moving in the right direction. Building on the run game, controlling the clock, letting the defense rest on the sideline as you elongate drives, right? As you control time of possession and obviously then in turn opening things up for hopefully some more downfield shots and, and some more play action and things like that in Matt Canada's offense as well. That is the goal. That is what we hope they can start moving to against the Raiders uh, this Sunday at Heinz Field uh, for a little bit more in-depth on uh, the Steelers run game. Um, let's go to Steelers.com here once again for more. They got a tremendous front. They have a very good defense all the way around with their front plate, you know, unbelievably impressive against against a good team that we know is a very good team. So um, it's a certainly going to create a challenge for us, and we're, we're certainly well aware of it. Welcome back to the Matchup Show presented by Unibet. Time to talk about the Raiders defense as offensive coordinator Matt Canada was doing earlier this morning at the UPMC Rooney Sports Complex. Triv, we have to talk about Max Crosby and we have some more fan questions to get to to help us along the way. Uh, Lambert's Lunatics wants to know how would you defend Crosby and Nassif on the rush? Yeah, it's really a three-headed monster and some of this is going to depend on uh, the health of Yannick Ngakwe, who was dealing with a hamstring and didn't finish the game on Monday night against Baltimore. But uh, Crosby has done it better than anybody since getting into the league in 19, better than anybody from that uh, 2019 draft class. High motor, never stops, uh, motivated, uh, takes that kind of wide stance. Uh, he's playing the run on the way to the quarterback. Uh, I think you're going to have to get uh, multiple people on him 
the problem is if they uh, have pressure from the other side, uh, then it's almost a pick your poison type of deal. But uh, a lot of times, uh, one way you can slow a, a, an edge rusher down is to run at him. I don't know what kind of option that's going to be for the Steelers, or maybe throw at him, get him moving uh, laterally instead of uh, in attack mode, and uh, just be aware uh, where he's coming from. He was kind of bouncing around a little bit early in that Baltimore game uh, side to side, and then he found a matchup that he liked. Uh, ben Roethlisberger's got to know where he is. Charlie, I want to ask you about the Steelers' running game. Looking back at the Bills' game, their defense, as Coach Tomlin said, varsity. As Tripp said, the Raiders are dealing with some injuries, but I think we could also consider them varsity. So is it key for the run game to get going a little bit more than what we saw in Buffalo this week? It is key, and I just want to touch on real quick with Mike. Max Crosby, he went to that other green and white school up there in Michigan, Eastern Michigan. So I have to give him a shout out on that. From the great Mid-American Conference, Charlie. Exactly. Produces exactly. nothing but winners and champions and uh, just all around good guys. Absolutely. But to miss your point on the running game, I you know, obviously the yardage wasn't there in the manner that we would have liked it to be. But I do like the fact that they attempted to rush the football 16 times for Najee. What we've seen in the past, if the running game didn't get going early, it was just now forget the running game or we're going to throw it. So they have to continue to be committed to that. I like the direction as far as where they where they're going. I think now playing at Heinz Field, not having to worry about the crowd noise, this line of scrimmage, the, line, the linemen can get off the line of scrimmage in the same accord with Ben Roethlisberger's cadence. So I expect the running game to get going a lot better than what it did last week. All right, Arthur, another fan question for you. This is, of course, involving the running game as well. This is from Linda. Do you think we will have a more productive running game? Then the Bills, and also just to mention, you know, Josh Jacobs is dealing with a toe injury. The Raiders didn't do much of a run game either. Yeah, I do think that uh, we should have a lot more success on the ground just based on their defense. I think that these, uh, the Raiders' defense, in terms of them against the run, they struggled at times on Monday night. I like K.J. Wright in terms of his veteran experience, but he's still new to that defense, and it's going to take him some more time to get up to speed. They obviously lost Joe McCoy as well. So for me, I do think this is a matchup where we should be able to be a lot more productive for the Steelers on offense. Now, with the Raiders, when they're trying to run the ball, the problem with them is, number one, their O-line is banged up, and number two – Cam Hayward, Tyson Aluwalu, and that outside linebacker group that is on a mission right now. I just don't think that they're going to be able to get any type of consistent movement up front against those guys. And that's why I do think the Steelers will have the better productive outing of this game. Arthur, speaking of Cam Hayward, uh, I think that might have been the best game I've ever seen him play. A couple of us bounced that off Tyson Aluwalu the other day. And he said, well, no, he's always great in practice. He's always great in the game. You guys just noticed it. Was, was I seeing things or was he really that good? No, no, no. He was definitely that good, man. Certain players, man, they have one of those games. And to me, I looked at it as this is Cam understanding the situation, hostile environment on the road, and you don't have to it. So you have to elevate your play. And I thought from start to finish, not just in the pass game, but in the run game as well, he just played with a different demeanor out there. And if he does continue to play like that, man, the sky is the limit for this defense. All right, let's get to another fan question, and then I'll let you guys play defensive coordinator. Triv loves when we do this, of course. From Heather, what area of the Raiders' defense can the Steelers' offense exploit? Triv, you're first. Oh, um, I think the tight ends uh, have a chance to get some damage done. And Najee Harris 
in the passing game. I'm not thrilled with the uh, pass coverage uh, capabilities for the Raiders linebackers and the two guys who share the middle linebacker position are banged up this week. Uh, Perryman did not finish the game against Baltimore, and uh, Kiewitkowski, uh, the Bethel Park product, uh, is dealing with a concussion. Uh, Arthur mentioned that uh, K.J. Wright's new to the team and the scheme and all that. Uh, I'm curious when the Steelers are going to get to two tights and a running back on somewhat of a regular basis and throw out of it because I think there might be some opportunity there. Charlie, what do you think will happen in your opinion of the Steelers' offense maybe taking that next step and what the Raiders might try to do to shut it down? I'm looking at them to exploit the middle of the field because they, they're going to attempt to run the football. That play-action game, I really feel like, is going to help them this week. And that's going to open it up, allowing Ebron, Fryermuth in the middle, and even Juju working one-on-one in the middle of the field. So I really think that that's going to be something, if they can get going early on first down. First down is key in this game. Get it going, that's going to open up the middle of the field for the Steelers' offense. Arthur, Ben was talking specifically about the wide receivers. Charlie mentioned Juju, but a big play by Chase Claypool. We know what Deontay Johnson was able to do, even coming back from that potentially bad knee injury. So uh, where do you see those guys fitting in in terms of going against this Raiders defense? Man, I think this is a game that they're going to love their matchups. Chase Claypool, there isn't a guy on that field that's going to be able to guard him. And you heard Ben Roethlisberger in his uh, uh, press conference earlier this week say for Chase when the ball is thrown to him, it needs to either be a completion or a surpass interference penalty because nobody matches up with him like that. And I think that Chase is in that mindset, and that's the mentality that we saw from him on Sunday. And same with Deontay. I mean, you see the focus that he's showing now with his hands. We know what he is after the catch, but now that he's showing a more concerted effort in terms of the fundamentals of catching, to me, I think that both of those guys should be very productive on Sunday. Arthur Motes. Charlie Batch, Mike Pursuta, Missy Matthews. That's a heck of a crew right there discussing all things that relates to the Steelers' run game, how to get that going, what we saw in Buffalo, and how to get that going this Sunday against the Raiders. Steelers TV, Steelers.com, if you want to see that video, as always. Great stuff from them. Wesley Euler with you here. This is the Steelers Blitz on a Friday. Folks, we're almost there. We're getting closer and closer. Going to read off your predictions. Going to sing the Here We Go song, Raiders edition. But one more thing to get to here before we you know, get into the chaos and, and get goofy here and, and have some fun and, and give some predictions and sing some songs. This Raiders offense does have ways to beat you, right? I, I don't think that they're as talented nearly as the Bills offense. And, and the Steelers defense did great against Buffalo last last week. But that doesn't mean that just because you're facing a lesser offense, obviously, that you're just going to automatically have success. Derek Carr, he's got his weaknesses, but he also has some skills that he can use to beat you. Darren Waller, everybody knows the name that he is, and, and, and legitimately one of the best two or three tight ends in the entire National Football League. So one more time here from Motes, Charlie Batch, Mike Pursuta, and Missy Matthews. You heard them discuss how to get the run game going, right? Well, how do you, as a defense, maintain that performance level, not let Derek Carr and the Raiders' offense get going on Sunday? When 
When you come here, it's black and gold all day. So I'm excited to see it. It's been a while. I know we've, we've missed it dearly. Um, it's such an advantage as a defense. You know, um, when the offense can't hear um, and they got to, you know, waste a timeout or they got to take a penalty, um, we thrive for that. Everybody, I'm Missy Matthews. Welcome to the Matchup Show presented by Unibet. Two undefeated teams meeting at Heinz Field for the Steelers' home opener. The Las Vegas Raiders will be coming to town to break it all down for you. Let me introduce you to our panelists today. We have Mike Persuda of the DVE Morning Show and Steelers.com. Former Steelers quarterback Charlie Batch, kind enough to join us once again. And I have to introduce him by saying Hall of Famer now. Outside linebacker Arthur Motes. He's sticking with the Steelers, putting the bills behind him. He's officially on our side after we moved out of week one, guys. Uh, all right, let's get right into this matchup. And I do want to start with Derek Carr. We know what the Raiders were able to do Monday night against the Ravens in overtime. And against the Steelers in two meetings, Carr has 623 yards, six touchdowns in those games. So something working in his favor. And also he had the most passing yards by any quarterback in week one. Trib, what is the key to Derek Carr in this offense? Pass rush, just like it is every week. Uh, I, I think there is a slight advantage for the Steelers in that Derek Carr has a lot of mobility, but he scrambles to buy time and throw the ball, uh, not to run. So the contain is not as huge an issue because he's not going to make plays with his legs. But uh, he is going to throw the ball downfield, and he needs some time to do that. So if, if the Steelers can get the pressure with four as they got in Buffalo. And man, I, I don't know that I've only been doing this since the uh, mid to late 1980s. I don't know that I've ever seen the blitz one time and still completely confound the quarterback. And, uh, you know, the, the pressure was constant. Uh, if they can keep dialing that up every week, they're going to have a pretty good chance to deal with any quarterback, Derek Carr included. Charlie, what are some of his strengths and things that the Steelers defense will be looking out for this week? Yeah, when you look at this, I mean, the Steelers obviously didn't blitz a lot last week, but if you can figure out those pass protections, that if you face a West Coast offense, they don't have a lot of hot and sight adjust. So with Mike Tomlin's experience being around John Gruden, it's going to be crucial for uh, Mike Tomlin and Keith Butler to figure out what, if they can get those protection schemes and then ultimately bring just one defender, Derek Carr now has to beat it with his arm. So that's going to be critical watching on multiple formations to see if they can get a key on uh, one side or the other on bringing up one potential extra defender. All right, we asked for some questions from our fans and they uh, we were received with them. Arthur Motes, I'll give you the first one. This one is from Pittsburgh Steelers fan for life. Carl Joseph in Witherspoon. Will we see them at all? And how confident are you in the defensive backs against Derek Carr this weekend? Yeah, so first off, I'm very confident in the defensive backs. When you look at how Trey Norwood really came onto the scene as a slot corner, his productivity and his versatility of playing at safety also, that definitely helped us in terms of just feeling about the starters and the depth of that group. But in terms of Akella Witherspoon, man, I like what he brings in terms of his length. I think it's more so, and this is the same with Akello and Carl, how long has it taken them to just get situated and get comfortable in this defense? Because we know in this Steelers defense, they do have some complexity with it. And it's not just the easiest defense to hop into. So I think that's the only reason why we haven't seen them just yet. But the confidence that I have in this group that is going out there on Sunday, man, is very high right now. 
All right, and Witherspoon was inactive on Sunday in Buffalo. Of course, we talk about Derek Carr in terms of their offense. You have to talk about Darren Waller. Uh, I think you guys are probably very familiar with him, as is the Steelers' defense. He had 100-plus receiving yards in each of his last four games. That is the longest streak by a tight end since the 1970 merger. Also, the longest streak of any such player currently active right now. So, Triv, uh, what is the key to stopping him from doing what he does so well? You know, I'll go back to the pressure. Uh, they're they're going to look for him all the time. They, they threw it to him on the first play uh, in the Monday night game against Baltimore, and they kept throwing it to him. Uh, a lot was made on the TV broadcast about getting a jam, not giving him a clean release off the line of scrimmage. A lot was made about trying to bracket him, somebody underneath, somebody coming over the top. He's going to catch some passes, but again, if, if the Steelers can get the pressure that they got against the Bills, it's really going to dictate where the ball goes. And I think looking at this Raiders offensive line, they've already lost one starting guard uh, for the season. Richie Cognito, the other starting guard, hasn't gotten out of the gate yet. There's not a lot of consistency with the group. There's not a lot of cohesion. They haven't played together very much. There aren't a lot of games of starting NFL experience. If I'm the Raiders, I'm I'm focusing a lot of attention on how my offensive line is going to deal with what I saw from Pittsburgh last week against Buffalo. Charlie, John Gruden said that Waller is the best player he has ever coached. Why do you think he said that? Because he's on his roster right now. <laughs> <laughs> That's about it. So I think when you look back on what was happening with him, of course, Waller, he's going to get the ball. You just mentioned everybody knows where Derek Carr is going with the football. So what you have to do, you cannot allow him to get a clean, uh, pass, clean release off the line of scrimmage. You have to put somebody in his face maybe delay the timing of a particular route and then have somebody sitting at that four yard mark trying to create a little jam to slow down his route running because if you don't do that this guy will crush you in the passing game in the manner that he has done over the last four games and really you know the, the entire year so it's just you know this is going to be something that we know it's been a challenge for the Steelers defense at times but now you just have to figure out what is it going to look like so is it going to be Devin Bush possibly or now with Trey Norwood doing what he was doing in the secondary allowing Mika Fitzpatrick to come up there in Rome and, and play one-on-one -on -one against him all right Motes what else can you add about Darren Waller who coach Tomlin said is more like a Chase Claypool yeah, 100% he's like that. And the thing that I like about Coach Simon is this. He's not going to treat Darren Waller like a traditional tight end. And I think that's where teams have made mistakes. When you try to just run your regular coverages against him, allow him to have free releases off the line of scrimmage, he eats you alive. But Coach Tomlin knows that, hey, you treat guys like Darren special. You treat them differently. And what Charlie was talking about, if Trey Norwood is able to come out there and provide that confidence again in the secondary, especially at safety, now Mika is able to go down there and match up with Darren. And I like that matchup a lot more because Mika has the size, he has the speed, and we know he has the coverage skills. So to me, I think those are the big things. But the pass rush should definitely be the great equalizer in this matchup. All right, guys, it is time for our week two opening lines across the league presented by Unibet Sportsbook, an official sportsbook partner of the Pittsburgh Steelers. If you are in Pennsylvania and ready to place your wagers on any of this weekend's matchups, download the Unibet PA app or you can visit pa.unibet.com. There's still much more to come here on the matchup show. There it is. Some thoughts from the matchup show. Missy Matthews, Arthur Motes. Mike Pursuta and Charlie Batch, great stuff from that crew as always. They're doing that all season. You can see the videos on Steelers.com. 
uh, and I I just enjoy listening to those four roundtable some of these topics, and uh, and again, you can get all that uh, in podcast form and on Steelers.com uh, in visual form as well. Wesley Euler with you here on the Steelers Blitz. Final minutes, and it's time, folks. All right, I'm going to sing the Here We Go song in just a few minutes, but first, we got to get to your predictions at Wesley Euler on Twitter, last chance knuckleheads to get them in. I, I, I got all the ones so far. I will do one more refresh before we get out of here. Let's get it. I need some music. Oh, yeah. Now we're talking. Now it feels like a football Friday. Joe King tweets, Men of Steel 23, Dirty Pirates 13. Robert tweets us and says, First time tweeter, love the show. Steelers going to stomp the Raiders 34 to 11 with a pair of TJ Watt sacks and a Minka interception. Absolutely love it. Joe tweets me and says, 24 to 14 Steelers. I think the running starts to get going and the defense turns in a pick six. Our buddy Cuban Dan, Steelers versus the world, 23 to 18. He's got Pittsburgh in a close one. Rudy tweets us, 28 to 13 Steelers defense with a touchdown. Ray says, 24 to 7 Steelers. I'm always rocking the Mike Webster 52 jersey. Here we go. The lit one, Rebecca. Lit, 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 lit. Steelers win 33 to 21. Big game from Najee Harris. Devin Bush with a pick six. The prediction from Rebecca. I love it. Sensei tweets us Ingram, Watt, Highsmith all get a sack. 24 to 13 Steelers. Dustin has the Steelers 27 to 17. The defense is going to harass Derek Carr for the entire 60 minutes. Matt tweets us and says Steelers win 31 to 17. Two touchdowns, two times for Najee Harris. Jason says Steelers 24, Raiders 17. Pat Fryermuth first NFL receiving touchdown. Russell tweets us. Russell, what's up, buddy? Long time no tweet. 31 to 17 Raiders is the prediction from Russell. Najee over 100 yards. TC says Lady Mercer Mustangs with a big 16 to win last night. Steelers get a big 51 to nothing win on Sunday. Who ride? Who ride? Zach tweets us and says, I'm taking the Steelers 24 to 17 defense or special teams with a touchdown for Pittsburgh. Uh, me tweets and says Steelers 24 to 21 renegade will be the turning tide. Absolutely love it. Let's keep this rolling here. Trent tweets us and says uh, Najee Harris three touchdowns. Cam Hayward two or more sacks. Minka first interception on the season 35 to 14 Steelers. Uh, Don Juan tweets us and says, I got the black and gold 31 to 17. All the Roll Tide players are going to be on the field on Sunday. Yeah, it's going to be an Alabama party out there. And we know Don Juan will love that. Solomon tweets us, uh, checking in from Alaska, Steelers 34, Raiders 20. David, the Photoshop extraordinaire, Steelers 28, Raiders 14. Najee Harris with his first 100-yard rush game. That seems to be a popular prediction. I like it. Oklahoma Zone tweets us and says, too much, not enough. Steelers win 27-13. CR, Steeler Nation Chicago tweets and says, with uh, Steeler Nation Chicago in the house, you're never flying solo. I don't do predictions by numbers, but I have no doubt the Steelers win. Wallace 
Uh, wait a second. Nope, I'm reading wrong here. I'm reading wrong here. I got to keep up with myself. Annie says, uh, I was 12 years old when Franco and the Immaculate Reception happened. My sports hate of the Raiders, the Raiders is legit. Steelers 24, Raiders 17. Offensive line slightly improves. Najee impresses. Uh, Fryermuth as well, and the Steelers move to 2-0. and Orion, Orion, a new tweeter. What's up, cousin? Says he's got the Steelers 24-10. to Jarrett tweets me and says uh, 21 to 10 Steelers with a couple of turnovers there as well too. Steeler Nation 920. Our buddy up in Wisconsin has the Steelers 28 to 14. Najee's first 100-yard game. Uh, Cam Hayward two sacks. TJ two sacks. Minka interception and a Friermuth touchdown. Brian, our Pacific Northwest win- Yinzer, has the Steelers 30 to 17. He also says Najee for 100 yards. Wallace uh, says special teams scored last week. Defense scores this week. Raiders lose. Steelers win 24 to 17. Rock in the truck says Steelers 35. Raiders 16. Lexi checking in on behalf of her adorable dog Nell as well. Her prediction for the game is 27 to 17. She also says uh, Renegade in Heinz Field is going to be nuts. Mr. Taylor has the Steelers winning 38 to 9. Thrash has the Steelers winning 30 to 20, predicting Najee getting his first 100-yard rush game as well. And Steeler Rocker, our buddy Jay in New Hampshire. Final score, 27-17 Steelers, but it's not going to be as close as it looks. Whoo! I love it. I'm all jacked up and ready to go. One more refresh here. BPR says Steelers 28, Raiders 10. TJ Watt with two sacks. All right, folks. Now it's time for the main event. It's time! If you are one of our new listeners, this is something, this will be the third year that Moats and I have been doing this. It's a simple concept. It's the Here We Go song, but I rewrite the lyrics about the Steelers' upcoming opponent with Arthur Moats as my hype man. It's time for the Here We Go song, week two. Raiders edition. This is what we do. It is that time. Home opener. The Vegas Raiders coming into town. Oh, baby, you know we can't wait to get up at them, boys. So, Wes, I need you to kick that thing extra aggressive today. Let's go, verse one. One and oh, and we're coming back home. Okay, talk to him then. Down in North Shore where the Yenzers roam. Shout out to all the Yenzers. Now it's the Raiders in our sights. Uh-oh. Big Cam, hey, we're gonna knock out their lights. Here we go. Hey, Derek Carr. Ooh, Cam Haywood is coming for you. And it is not going to end well, big fella. It is not going to end well. And don't forget about TJ Watt. Yes, indeed. Alex Leatherwood. Oh, my God. He's going to make your leather no longer leather. It's going to be leather. John Gruden's been running amok. Come on, man. He got the game fool. Big contract. Still no luck. I'm going to get a white ink with a banana on the now back. Now Vegas is where he calls home. But real franchises don't make their fans roam. Here we go. Ain't that the truth? And Vegas is only cool for gambling. No one cares about football out there in Vegas. Talk about a deaf star. A deaf star? How about a deaf to a bum franchise? Holla at your boy. It's all black and gold. 
Derek Carr talking trash on the Immaculate Reception. He's a hater. Yo, Derek. Here's my suggestion. Can you get it? Worry about your own problems and Sin City. Because Sunday, Pittsburgh's getting this victory. Victory. You better believe it. I don't know what they thought. Talking about they're a pirate. R, matey. R, matey. You know what? In fact, I don't even like the letter R. How about A, matey? A. Or how about a here we go? Because that's what it's going to be when we put our foot all the way up your Vegas Rudy Tootie Candy. We're going to keep PG-13 because Derek Carr is a good guy. But, Derek, we going to get you on Sunday and Little Chucky. Oh, Little Chucky. Hey, Little Chucky. That banana split on the white Yankee is not happening, baby. Who wears eye patches anyways? People that say, ah, But we don't knock for baseball. But we definitely knock if we don't like the Raiders. Hey, 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 hey. Hey, 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 hey. Bums. They went and sunk. Here we go, song. Week two edition. Yeah, Raiders are going down Sunday afternoon. I got two more prediction tweets here. And again, I'm trying to get them all in. Todd tweets us, Steelers 28 to 17. Glenn tweets us, Steelers 30, Raiders 19. I'm surrounded by Raiders fans in Southern California. We need to shut them up. That is the plan, Glenn, for sure. All right, real quick, before I get out of here. I got to give you my favorite sports bets of the upcoming weekend. My Steelers prediction as well. It's time to get that paper. Show me the money. Show me the money! Folks, I've got five sports bets for you on this Friday. One college football game, four NFL games. Of course, I'm going to give you my Steelers prediction as well, too. Let's start on Saturday. Tomorrow, Cincinnati travels to Indiana, a future Big 12 school against an upstart Big 10 program. I think Cincinnati wins by six or seven. Give me the Bearcats to cover minus three and a half on the road. I just think Luke Fickle is a very good coach. That Cincinnati team is going to be ready to go. They don't get many big game opportunities in the AAC. Give me the Natty over Indiana minus three and a half. On to Sunday. I'll take the Rams minus three in Indianapolis. Indianapolis is talented. If you've listened to this show, you know I believe in Frank Reich. I legitimately think he's one of the best coaches in the NFL, and the Colts have a really nice roster. But something just feels off with them right now. And the Rams are humming. I know it's a it's a it's a bit of a trek for for LA. But give me the Rams minus three in Indy. I'll also take San Francisco minus three at home against the Eagles. Hey, the Eagles rolled the Falcons last week and good for them. But San Francisco ain't the Falcons. They're much better, better coached, more talented, better on defense. San Francisco minus three against the Eagles. And I'll take the Titans plus six and a half at Seattle. I, I think the Seahawks end up winning that game but Tennessee got embarrassed last week I don't see them going out and losing by a touchdown or more again they're talented they're well coached they've got pride they're a team that's been in the playoffs uh, last year AFC championship game the year before so I think Seattle wins but give me the Titans plus six and a half I don't see Seattle winning by a touchdown or more now finally on to Sunday On the North Shore at Heinz Field, 1 o'clock. I think the Steelers win 21-16. to That is my prediction. So 
depending on when you got the line, when you got your bet in. Uh, right now, it's at six and a half. The Steelers are six and a half point favorites. I I just I don't know if I see that. I think the offense still needs more time to come together. I think it's going to be a low scoring game. I've got the Steelers winning in a game that won't stress us out down the stretch. But twenty one to sixteen, I I, don't, I think it'll be more comfortable to the Steelers than that score line looks. But if you can get the Raiders at plus six and a half points, especially if that line goes up to seven, I think that's smart. But the Steelers are going to win. 21 to 16 is my score prediction. That will do it for us today. Oh, wait, one more here. Uh, Francis getting in the Hail Mary right at the buzzer. Steelers 23 to 16 and a tough game because the Raiders are decent and deserve a little respect. That's well said. The Raiders are decent. They always play hard against the Steelers. I think the Steelers control from wire to wire, but I think the final scoreline is, is a little comfortable, maybe even more comfortable than it plays out. 21 to 16 is my prediction. Thanks so much to everybody who chimed in on Twitter today. Always love Friday shows with you guys. We'll be back on Monday. Motes will be back on Monday. Professor Motes Monday to break it all down in what hopefully is a Pittsburgh Steelers moving to 2-0. So that'll do it for us today. You know where to find us next week. High noon, as always, on your 24-7 home of the black and gold Steelers Nation Radio.